Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Land. I'm going to jump straight in today. I have a really busy day and I didn't want to continue this sort of extended period that has inadvertently happened where I haven't posted. Um, I'm going to jump straight into housekeeping and actually uh, talk about that. So yes, there's no way that I can keep up with the original um, schedule that I had really wanted to. It's not so much the recordings that take up all of the time, although definitely um there is a lot of planning and thinking that goes into it before I get on the mic here. It's it's the technical side. So uh, over this last week, I have added a few things on to my website to allow people to find Creative Land a little easier. I had people reaching out saying, you know, I really want to listen to you, but you know, you're not on this platform or that platform, and it's the one that I use. Is there some way that I can listen to you? And although you can go to Podbean.com um, directly and find me there, I just thought way easier and much better for me as well. I'd love to interact with you guys. So having it on my website allows me to do that um, with greater ease and better control. So I can keep track of your comments a little bit better. I'm going to be honest, I'm not 100% um, (laughs) knowledgeable when it comes to the Podbean interface yet. I've only been using it for two weeks. And I just want to have one solid place where my followers can go and just easily find the podcast. The spelling of my name is actually in the small description that accompanies the podcast on Podbean. Um, And it hasn't actually uploaded over to Stitcher yet. It seems like there's a delay. I just added that, uh, honestly, a few minutes ago because I thought about the fact that maybe not everyone knows how to spell my name. So yeah, have a look there. There's two episodes added. Um, Going forward, I definitely need to record a podcast and give myself a couple of days to do a small write-up and add it to my website. So if you're following on a platform, you'll get a notification. You can listen to the podcast there, or you can just at your leisure, go check out creative land on shalander.com and you'll find all of the episodes there eventually. Also in the description of each episode, I will go back and add links because someone actually sent me uh, a message just letting me know that they wanted to go look at something I had referred to and uh, I don't currently have them. Again, this is a process for me. Thanks for hanging in there. I will add them as well as images. So I referred to a couple pieces that I did in the beginning and it's not something that I necessarily want to have in my portfolio permanently online but I do understand the interest especially if I'm telling a big story about what happened with one painting that you would want to see that painting. One more thing to mention about the blog post entries that correspond with each podcast on my website is that at the bottom I've embedded each podcast to make it an easy play for you guys. Um, but it has this automated thing that pops up and says, would you like to listen to this on Google Play? And I think either iTunes or Apple Podcast. And those are not functioning yet. I am working on it. I'm not going to go into the details of that. There's some real challenges when trying to stream out your um, podcast to different platforms. It can be a bit of a challenge. And again, that's another reason um, why I'm not able to keep up with the schedule that I had originally wanted to uh, for putting out podcasts. There's just a lot of background work that has to take place in order for me to support it and make it 
easy for you guys to listen to. So bear with me as I figure it out. Um, I'm not even going to actually say a new schedule for how often I'll release a podcast. My goal is something within 10 days, within every 10 days, excuse me, I'll try to release another podcast. And I just want to see organically how it will work into my life before I um, propose another schedule for you guys. So yeah, so let's maybe get into the podcast now. That was a lot of housekeeping, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So thanks for hanging in there. Oh, actually, one last thing for housekeeping. Um, Hopefully you're noticing a difference in the volume of the podcast. So that's something that we noticed. I was testing it in my car and on different devices and noticed that the volume really was low. Um, I didn't know why that was happening. So again, I had to do some research and find out just a small thing actually, but it was just the input on my computer. So hopefully you guys are hearing this a lot louder so that you can control the volume as opposed to having to jack the volume just to hear the podcast at all. Okay. So I'm actually really excited about today. Uh, one of my followers, and I love saying one of my followers that, uh, definitely means that I have more than one. (laughs) Um, She actually sent me some questions and I'm so grateful to her. She sent me the questions after sending me just the most amazing, supportive, loving words. It it, it just, it floored me. She said some really wonderful things. It's crazy how others view us and as opposed to how we view ourselves. I mean, that can link right back into our last podcast about perspective. It's just crazy how others can view us when we don't see ourselves that way. And I'm just grateful. Thank you so much. Um, the lovely Crystal, this this episode is dedicated to you. I did a little play on words for the title of this episode, and it was in response to her questions. So thank you so much for taking the time to send them. Her first question was, do you have a clear financial path? Um, that question is loaded. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's just one that, you know, we all have to look at. If you're trying to buy a property, it's it's just part of it. You have to figure out the financial steps to get there. I don't want that to be the first focus for people if you are trying something new or trying to accomplish something, because it can be one that just sort of flares up your sensor that wants to keep you from doing things and can cause you to falter and not even gain that momentum that's needed in the beginning of a project. Um, but as you progress through the project, finances are inevitably going to be a part of it. So with us, we do have a fear, uh, sorry, a clear, <laughs> was that a Freudian? A clear financial um, idea. And that is simply that currently we are saving towards it. And we do actually own our townhome right now. So that is playing into that. Uh, The rest of it is what I'm building right now. So our dream of this land is to have a place where we can create. So we need to make sure that those paths for income are actually solid. So that is why I'm starting up this podcast in order to support my painting and my writing, which will be my main sources of income. Uh, Again, I don't know if I'll monetize this podcast eventually. Um, We'll just have to see how it goes. But yes, we do have an idea um, for the way to earn money once we get the land and how to get the land in the first place. Um, The second question was, is there a timeline or what is your timeline? We do have one. The original one was five years. 
currently after doing a little more planning and budgeting it looks like it'll be about six to seven years although I do have something in my back pocket I just don't want to talk about it yet Um, but it looks to be about six to seven years should the back pocket thing not pan out and I'm, I'm fine with that. It gives me so much time to get other things going. And, you know, a lot of people who do know our age, because we're in our mid-40s, would think, okay, well, that's a really long time away. Like, what are you going to do when you move? Um, in terms of, like, maybe they think that's too old, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's not. I have been watching so many videos, and the truth of the matter is, I mean, I watched a over 60-year-old couple building their own cob house with their hands and if they can do it there's nothing to keep us from doing it and we're not even doing anything as challenging as that we definitely are going to be hands-on but you know building every square inch of our home from a man-made substance a beautiful substance cob like that is just such a huge undertaking and they did it and they're so happy to have done it the plan is to have this land mortgage-free So I'll go into that um, a little more later, but it's just, it's never too late to start something. I don't care what it is you're thinking of. It's not. I have listened to so many motivational speakers and they tell me stories of a, you know, 70 year old who decided that they wanted to be a doctor and they are like, there's just no excuses. Just don't listen to the part of your mind that comes up with all these reasons why it doesn't make sense. Find and cling to the reasons that do make sense. Um, And the other thing too is I have this saying that I tell people all the time. I can't remember where I heard it. Uh, Again, I listen to tons of motivational things and I read a lot of, you know, self-help or inspirational books. So I come across just wonderful quotes all the time. And this quote just has stuck with me. The quote is, a year from now, you will wish you had started today. I mean, that is just so powerful. How many times have we been in that circumstance where you have a thought and you just keep putting it off and putting it off and a year or two or three or, oh God, even longer in some cases, you look back and go, why didn't I follow through with that idea? Why didn't I make that one small change? Whether it was to go for a walk each morning or to maybe remodel a room in your house or pick up a new hobby. Um, Just a powerful quote because... It has really helped me to understand that whenever I start is the perfect time to start because going forward, I will never regret that I put effort into something that I'm passionate about. So yeah, so about six to seven years. (laughs) I'll just jump right back to the answer. Uh, The third question that she asked me was, uh, do we currently have enough income to cover our current expenses as well as save? The truth of the matter is, uh, we do. It's it's a little tight, and it's because I have made changes already within my work schedule uh, in order to support this new dream. So I could be working, you know, five to seven days a week, uh, but that doesn't give me balance, and it doesn't allow me the time to work on these projects. So the painting, the writing, the building of creative land. And it's necessary. If if I don't start that now, then I might end up in a situation where I have all the money, but then I'm left in the situation where I don't have the time to then create all of this, start it 
new whilst trying to build a homestead. So um, we do cover our current expenses. We definitely can cut down on a few things, um, you know, such as eating out or coffees or whatever it is. Um, And we are working on that, but we did actually start a new business. So over the last three months, we thought instead of working more hours, because again, Uh, If you're selling your time, it can be quite limiting. What you want to do is leverage your talents or leverage your expertise. And uh, that for us is in the creative field. So that's where we'll be spending our time. Um, because we, for like the ROI on our time for creativity is way better than what we could do earning an hourly wage at a second or third job the way that we used to. We are wising up. So we actually started a business and it is a furniture upcycling business. We're super excited about it. It's something we can both do easily. Um, We can do it sort of like if he is busy working that week or he's got extra projects because he actually is working a small secondary job um, currently, then we can, then I can work on it without him. I don't need him there to lay on some paint or add the finish, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And it's just a great thing to do because it is in line with our end dream, which is sustainability. There are beautiful pieces of like truly artistic furniture out there and they end up in dumps and they end up just run down and destroyed. And I think there's something so beautiful in restoring things like that um, or adding a creative twist to it so it doesn't end up uh, destroyed or in a landfill. We use a auction sort of thing where we look at um, different places that sell furniture or even just driving down the street if we see people have put something out on the side of the road or even a uh, block you know, sale or a garage sale. So we pick up these old pieces of furniture, etc. And yeah, we upcycle them. There will be more on that later because it's uh, the new thing that we've added in order to bring an in income outside of our current income. So we can just keep the two streams straight and just, again, give ourselves more income. So those were her questions. And I'm so appreciative that she asked them because sometimes when people ask you a question, it forces you to, to look, do I even have an answer to that? Am I on the right path for this? Like, it is so easy to think we have all of our um, bases covered and look up to find that we don't. One of my best friends actually is such an inspiration to me. I watched her go through a process that just inspired me. It made me feel like I could do it too. Now, I might not do it in the same way, but it also was very eye-opening because, man, it's challenging. If you're not just going to buy a house that's already there and it's just challenging. I'm not saying it's not doable. Otherwise, I wouldn't be attempting it after watching her go through that entire process. She had the land already, um, but she didn't have the home that she wanted. So what she did was actually go the modular route, which is, if you don't know about modular homes, they sort of build the home in pieces and then they move it to the location and then it gets put together at the location. It's uh, a very interesting way of building a home because you get to pick a lot of things, um, but it's not quite as expensive, I would say, as going the route of going through an architect and, and building your home that way. It's uh, It was just a savvy decision and the amount of work I watched her put in and some of the crazy things that happened, like you have to consider moving that modular 
or those modules from where they're built all the way to where you are. You have to get permits. You have to deal with the city. You have to consider how it's going to be connected. Is the foundation correct? When it gets pieced together, there's some finishing that needs to be done. I mean, it was insane watching her go through this. And you know what? She persevered and she has a beautiful home. We were just there actually for a wonderful party. And uh, every time I go over there, it reminds me, I can too. You can too. Whatever it is, you want, you can accomplish it. It just might take you a little bit of nudging this way and a little bit of guessing that way and, you know, faith and hard work and you've got it. She did it. It's wonderful and very inspiring to me. To close out this episode, I think what I'd like to do is talk about what we do have figured out in regards to the home so far. Um, And again, you're in for the journey. So these plans or thoughts might change. There's one that will not change. We truly believe that with all of our hearts. And that is that our land needs to be in trees. Like it needs to be rural. It needs to be in nature we don't really want to live in suburbia Uh, and again nothing against suburbia it's just not going to support our end goal so what we know for sure is that we want it to be in the trees and that's why I sort of branded creative land with that image that you see and thank you to pixabay.com that's p-i-x-a-b-a-y.com I want to mention them because they're just an amazing resource where photographers go to put their work and it's free the images are free so if you're working on a creative project where you need high resolution images you know you can go to that website and find just some really beautiful things you have the opportunity to donate should you wish to Uh, and in addition there are some images where if you use it you just have to um you just have to cite it. You just have to cite where you got it from. And that's an amazing gift uh, for you to be able to utilize such wonderful images for free. So excuse me, I'm sorry. I actually, uh, it's really for me, it's early morning and that I haven't spoken to anyone. So my voice probably sounds slightly different, a little gravelly, and I, I definitely keep clearing my throat. So apologies for that. So yes, so we want it to be in the trees. We want to be in nature. That is a huge thing for us. And in terms of the actual structure, how it's built, we wanted it to be sustainable. We've been doing tons of research, everything from tiny homes to like cob building, which is, again, I think I mentioned it earlier, there's a, it's a sustainable way of making a home. We're somewhere in the middle of that because we definitely love the idea of using natural products to build a home that aren't leaching chemicals and toxins and poisons into our air or water. Um, But we don't know that we want to necessarily build the house entirely with our own hands, like the entire thing, because that would set us back from the end end goal, which is to create a place to create for ourselves and for others. So we've actually gone with currently, (laughs) and I say that because it has fluctuated a bit, but we think this is the one. We're actually going with something called uh, rammed earth construction. And if you haven't seen rammed earth, my God, it is just one of the most beautiful ways to make a building. And I have watched so many videos on it. In fact, the one that really inspired me, there's a series out called Groundwork on YouTube. And one of the episodes within that series is called Building with Rammed Earth or Groundwork 
rammed earth. And wow, like you just have to see the visuals. I will, uh, as I add these things to my website, I will definitely add a picture of groundwork or sorry, of rammed earth wall so you can see how beautiful they are. And I will put a link to some of the videos I watched on rammed earth, the benefits of it, how you build it. I'm so fortunate because I live in British Columbia and here there's, um, there's a nice, like hardy industry for this type of building. There are companies like Sirewall and, and just amazing companies. And they're really local to me when I say local within my province that specialize in this sustainable type of building. And I mean, I just feel like that's serendipitous that we were thinking, oh God, you know, we're going to have to hire people from a different country and fly them up here like, or learn how to do it ourselves. And not so. There are actually companies not only within my country, but within my province that that uh, build these homes. And I can actually drive to a number of these homes uh, to see them in person. So really, really excited about that. So Rammed Earth. Um, and then I think the only other thing that we have solidly laid down right now is that is the dream of it sustaining us to be able to create but also support others so on the first point we will be supporting ourselves there myself through writing and painting as well as other types of sort of craft things I will not go into all the things that I do right now that's like its own episode and my spouse who is a musician will be producing music working in a studio possibly um, renting out that studio or, or collaborating as a producer as well as silk screening and or screen printing I don't know the word that you know um, serigraphy or it's just the way that it's that you print. So it's a method for printing. And the reason he'll be doing that is not only for income, but to support my art, because I would like to actually offer Serigraph Prints limited editions of my art. So that's kind of what we see on the second point that I made about other people creating on our land is I'm looking at something along the lines of a artist in residence program. And I'll give you more details on that as that comes to fruition. It's really in the early stages. It's just something I've always wanted to do, but I need to look into the protocols for that. I don't know what's required. I don't know if on private land I can just do it however I wish, but it would be lovely to get some community uh, resources involved in that so that I'm not limited to my own income. Like, But if I build the place, it's like, you know, build it and they will come. That's honestly how I think. So yeah, that's a little bit of insight into where we're going with the land part of creative land. And thank you so much again, Crystal, for those wonderful questions. And just thank you for being you. You're just you're just larger than life. You just have a beautiful personality. And thank you for your interest in my podcast. And to all of you who are listening, thank you for taking the time and going with us on this journey. Um, I will see you guys next time. Please leave questions for me. That would be wonderful. Please do it on my website. Um, and again, or comments. It just means a lot. And the whole point of this is to not just only share our journey, but maybe engage you so that you can start sharing yours as well. And we can make a little community here uh, working on creative dreams. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye.